Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning. The following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double D. Welcome to Track Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And so, hey. Hey, I'm just calling out now. You and I got in a fight. We did. <laughs> we got in a fight. And I don't want to talk about the details of the fight, but do you ever no. say something in a fight where, and I'm not here to be a mea culpa and apologize for shit I said during the fight, but there is something I said that now that I think back on having said it, it's like the douchiest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I said, and here's like the thing. And here's the thing. I was, I was like, you know, feeling, you know, upset and angry about whatever, whatnot, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and I had what I consider to be legitimate gripes and we worked it all out. Everything's happy. But during the fight, I said, nobody cares about Justin. Yes, you <laughs> Referring did. to myself in the third person. <laughs> and so I'm walking around and we, we had the. I feel like at this point, though, we should give people some context. Just no, not no, what I, we were but, fighting about, but just this. I, but, that but like Justin talk about is alone fight. with the kids all week. Like he has well, no I, help without talking about the whole fight, though. I, I no, like, I'm I could saying, have like, said. To, to, I feel I, I could, like that's something you should take into account when considering that you said that thing. Like, because well, no, I no, did. <laughs> I, I guess my my point is that I could have said, I feel like nobody cares about me, or right. I could have said, I feel like nobody cares about my time. But I referred to myself in the third person. <laughs> nobody cares about Justin. What's Justin's you. time? You're like alone with the kids. That's got to be oh, yeah. so hard. Like I cannot even imagine. Like <laughs> I was like, this is. I just. I felt it a lot of ways. I was like, man, I wish we had some con- some legitimate concerns, and I really wish this hadn't happened when he was like on his own with the kids because he's just waiting to explode. I feel. Well, there, there's also a part of me, like as I was setting up for us to record, that like kind of half wished that we had mics on during the argument because I'm sure. <laughs> Like, having listened to enough Stern in my time, I'm sure it would have been compelling as fuck. Oh, I'm probably. Sure, like, because yeah. I listen to enough Stern. The best part of listening to Stern is when they get into, like, giant arguments on the show. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> I haven't but, listened to a lot of Stern, so I don't know. But it's the, it's the sort of thing to thank God that, like, if somebody else was Stern and I was a side character, nobody cares about Justin. That's something <laughs> that would be played back. For like years Forever. to come. Oh yeah, it, it would become be a one of those bite. sound bites. Yeah, like if I uh-huh. if ever I can. Play anytime about anything, I would say something and you would like be a, like a dissenting or something, would be like we play the sound, but nobody cares about nobody Justin. cares about Justin. <laughs> if that's what would happen. <laughs> so welcome to Track Up, guys. There's so much to talk about this week. Um, I also have a personal announcement. I just would make uh straight up. Uh, I'm not gonna pretend that you don't already know because you do. Um, yeah, but uh, so for those of you, for you who have who have not checked out our Facebook page. Um, I'm going to act again. I'm returning to acting. It's returning to acting people. Um, it's crazy. Um, I auditioned for a thing called dropped. Um, 
and uh and i wasn't I, like i i felt like i did a pretty good audition but i like i know how many good people are out there and and i was you know kind of half thinking maybe i wouldn't get it i don't know and 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 i felt like I, you, you ever do an and i'm sure you have you do an audition where you're like well, i feel pretty good about that you know like so i i felt that way when i sent it but i was still like i i don't even know if i'm a judge anymore because it's been like five years other than playing like reefer in ninjas versus vampires right it's been like, like you're always on the years. other side of it right so yeah so like it's been i'm out of practice and and i auditioned and i got the i got the main role in a movie in a short Amazing. film that's being made that's... um and i'm super excited so uh they, yeah that's really cool they did ask me um, on the show, and I'm happy to do it, to mention that um, at the time we'll be putting the show out on the 24th um, of August, and their, their Indiegogo goes till September 1st. They're going to make the film, I think, either way, um, uh, but there's like, you know, there's make the film as best you can and then there's make their vision and and anyone who listens to the show who wants to, like, as I put on, on my page, making me look good is going to be expensive. Um, <laughs> That's not they're, true. They're going to need lots of film uh, because they're going to be multiple <laughs> He's going to need a lot of takes. It's been a long time. It's really rusty. So <laughs> why are you wearing Spock ears? Um, so uh, so Facebook.com. Dude, did you drop. see what I posted? The why are you here thing? So you could have, it wasn't like that. <laughs> why are you here? Facebook.com slash dropped is uh, is their Facebook page. And go there and check out the Indiegogo. Uh, even if you don't contribute, just share it and stuff. But um, yeah, that's it. it. Thank you dropped uh, Johnny Mercer Infection Films. Okay. Moving on. There's so much Star Trek. Thank you for there is, me. but can I? Can, so you said the thing, but I just so I just got my hair normalized. You did. I did. What defines normalized? Um, it's like red. <laughs> like 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 is it like like no, just like a blonde? normal person's red hair. Really? Yeah. Good. I Why? like it both ways. Here's the thing. What's great about you is that there's like two U's. Um. And the one that I'm most used to seeing is is you in Trekoff because I've spent like way more time with her than I have with you. Like I, I spent, I've only spent a certain amount of time with you, but I've spent thousands of hours with that you. So whenever I see not that you, it's a little like disorienting to me because <laughs> because <laughs> that you you're was... a fuddy duddy, obviously. So. Well, no, that you was rainbow hair in... is like hard for it's you. Not, it's not. But if I had met you today, it would be not an issue at all. It's just that I've been staring at that you, like, like if the fact that you don't have those two little strands of glitters, you know, down the right hand side of your face, that also <laughs> is weird for me. If that's just wrong, I've had one you for three years staring me at the face like twenty hours a week. Yeah. So I see what you're saying. Okay. Yes, you've got yes, this perception, not... and I just it's, so I just I have become. Like I feel like rainbow hair me was like, like me finally being all me, right? Whereas yeah. like before I was always kind of skirting that line because I'm an actor and you're like, you know, as you are not aware of because you hadn't been doing it until now. <laughs> like you kind of want to be as flexible looking as possible, right? Sure. And so like I had just gotten to a point where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Um, and so, but then I got this role um, in Glengarry Glen Ross. Oh, what a great yeah. show. Who are you? Uh, Who are you I am playing Ricky Roma. Fuck. I know. Good luck with that. Dude. I, for those of you who don't know about Glengarry Glen Ross, it's so challenging. by a playwright named David Mamet who makes Shakespeare look like an improv troupe. Yeah. Like this guy, every pause. Every Ross. emphasis, every, like every like overlap, like you, you got to be exact. And like, I've done quite a bit of Shakespeare. 
and this is my first mammoth. And like, I'm not going to lie, like rehearsals have been rough, man, because it's like getting that timing just right is and all the words just right. Like it's fucking critical. Like I drill it constantly. And I always feel like, fuck. And it's, it's like, as soon as I say a thing that I said the wrong word, I'm like, son of a bitch. And I'm so mad at myself. So it's, but I'm excited as hell. I mean, he, it's, well, there's the a way to recover in Mammoth. Movie, but, it's, it's exciting. You know, I'm, if you ever I'm, get lost doing a Mammoth play, you um, say fuck you and you're fine. Yeah. Well, no, all you got, but you have to say it in a weird way. You have to go, but I, you can't, it is though, but I know, fuck. Okay. Yes, I mean, that's, that's exactly. That's a really good. That's a really good impersonation. Like, 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 like improv. Did, did, did you? Well did you what? Get the you know stuff. Yes, you know, I know. The, fuck. I mean, can you? It's, I mean, like, it's fuck. <laughs> Just like that. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. um, yes, our show opens on the on the on the when on the sixth. Is that second one? on the September. second? On the second. Oh, I'm sorry, I was wrong. With second that. On the second. September in, in uh, anybody in, in the DMV or nearby? Where yeah, is it? Just like, it's in, it's it? in, it's going to be in the Clifton Town Hall, in the little town of Clif- Clifton. Clifton, Virginia. Go check out Alexia. Yeah. Meet her live. She'll sign on. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> so okay, we you so should talk Star Trek now. Yeah, even though just our we've bullshit. got our astronaut um, off. Let's let's talk some Star Trek. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. So um, I have some news. Um. And some of it's good and some of it's not. So I'm just going to jump right in with Star Trek news. Fucking Star Trek news here. And we're going to start first with uh, the news about Star Trek Beyond. Um, we have talked a lot about Star Trek Beyond's uh, success and lack thereof at the movies. Um, and uh, so far, I wish I could say it's had a ton of success. It hasn't. We've talked about how the, how the budget was $185 million. We've talked how uh, in order to make that budget back... Um, it really needs to gross about three hundred and seventy million is what it needs to gross um, in order to break even. The reason being, of course, you spend a significant amount of money that is not in its production production budget, also on advertising, and also when you go see a movie and you pay the money to the theater, that's counted as the gross. But the theater c- keeps a certain amount of that. So right. the rule of thumb is breaking even is that you have to make twice the budget. The budget was an eighty-five million. Um, needs to make three seventy million. Um, so uh, so so far domestically, uh, it has made one hundred and forty-seven million dollars. Oh, it makes me so sad. Um, and it's not going to do much better domestically. It's already in eleventh place. Um, it's uh, it's if I look at its last e- weekend, uh, if I look at the last weekend gross. At uh, Box Office Mojo. Give me one second. Looking at the uh, weekend here. Um, it looks like uh, Star Trek Beyond. Um, it's to the point where Friday and Saturday together. It uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It made about like $5 million. Um, and it's just going to like. It's, there's, like, it's, it's not going to go up. It's, it's just going to keep gonna going go up from there. It's going to continue to go down there. Um, uh, internationally, if I look at where Star Trek Beyond is internationally, um, it is it has made $84 million internationally, which brings its total um, to, if I do the math, 151 plus about $231 million of the $360 million that it needs to make. Oh, um, that's not good news. Uh, no. there, is, um, there is some hope um in that if i go over to my bookmarks real quick and i look at the release info for star trek beyond it still has some major markets to open in um which give it some hope those markets being israel portugal turkey venezuela argentina brazil chile colombia panama peru mexico japan and the big one china now china is huge 
Like, let's yeah. Let's still haven't opened in China. There's hope, man. There's fucking hope. There's there is a, a lot significant... of people in China. There is a lot of people. I don't know that it's going to make 147 million dollars. I mean, the last one did okay in China, but the first one is there's not a lot of Star Trek market permutation in China, and there's like so there is some martial arts in it and there is some some you know so like th- there are bits of it that are meant to appeal to that audience because they are very cognizant of including china in the audiences of movies right now um but it's there's no hope really for it to reach uh 370 million it will fail to meet its budget um so i want to talk real quick That's about uh the second one not meet its budget as no, well. the second one did. The second one did way better. But I've said this before that the that the movie, the success of a movie, yeah, the often of the movie before is what. Yeah. So like that's if people from the, like that success the is is the, the the movie before it, not the the after. Like that's what's happening. This movie is suffering from the fact that In a Darkness was just not as good. And does anybody think that the Hangover Two is better than Hangover One, or the Ace Ventura Two is better than Ace Ventura One, no. or the Austin Powers Two is better? But they all did way better than the first one because they had the goodwill of the first of one. The first one, in. yeah, absolutely. Um, so how well a movie does is often a reflection of the opinion of the movie, of the movie before. before. I just hope that they, <clears throat> that the, like the studios will realize that you know. Well, there's that. There's also <laughs> this summer. There's also this summer. And let's be clear. Um, everything, with the exception of like Civil War and low budget movies, has failed to meet expectations this summer, and that's really, really important to note. Like Ghostbusters didn't do it. Batman v Superman didn't do it. Uh, of course uh, it didn't. Alice, that movie's a piece uh, of shit. But that doesn't matter though. That's the thing. Is 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 we're just looking at money. Independence Day two didn't do it. Um, and 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 we're talking about long running franchises with with right, nostalgia. Right, I think we're talking. I think in those instances, I think like, Alice part through of what the we're Looking Glass bombed. Like it's like there's. I think there, we're there, talking there, about a lack of 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 in of like I don't know of like newness of of. There's like a stagnation in Hollywood, I feel like. And I think that that's sure. why we see this. That's it's it's finally starting to show in the box office. And I think that's what that's what this looks like. Well, I think there's both a stagnation and bloat um, is part of it. I mean, here's the thing is that when this movie is said and done, it will fail to meet its production budget being the third highest grossing Star Trek movie of all time. Right. Um, beyond only the other two. Um and I think the problem that you run into, and I think this is, I think this is a, a substantial problem, in my opinion. You look at movies like Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. Great examples of movies that, that absolutely the numbers they pulled in should be unmitigated successes. They're not disasters like Ben-Hur or like, uh, which is crashing and burning right now, or Alice Through the Looking Glass where nobody went to go see it. They are movies that brought in a shit ton of money. But they spent so much they that it's irrelevant. They so fucking much on these movies. Yeah. Exactly that they're not going to be seen as successful. So when I look at a Star Trek movie with a budget of $185 million, knowing that, like, and we talked about this last time, so we don't need to go through it again, but, like, the, the idea that there's, there's so much stuff in this movie that you could cut out, and you could absolutely... You, you, if it's going to be a summer movie, and I guess it does, um, you can have big, giant action scenes but there are ways to still trim it. And a great example of that is Deadpool. Deadpool had had good action, not great action, but good enough action to satisfy the action hound in you. Are you kidding? It had great action. I love no, the action in Deadpool. You know, here's the like, thing. I don't know what you're De- talking De- about. Deadpool had good action. It didn't have blow you into the back of your seat. Holy shit, look at that. I've never... It didn't have that. It had good enough action. I don't know what they... that means. Like, there's that the whole sequence when he's, like, going through and he's counting his bullets and all the stuff. Like, I mean, that... I don't but understand. There's a great like, example, but that's there's a great. 
that's really just like six shots. And what makes it good? It's the it's the writing around the sequence. But the sequence itself is not that you know it's not Civil War. You know what I mean? It's not ten superheroes picking up planes and smashing each other apart in an airport. You know what I mean? Here's the th- I guess that's what I'm saying. Like you don't need to have ten superheroes smashing planes together. Like for it and to I guess and that's that's sort of what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you don't need. That. I love Civil War. Civil War was spectacular. Uh, and but yeah. And Batman v Superman, I won't fault some of the action in that movie. Some of the action in that movie was just great. But but Star Trek Beyond doesn't need that. You can have action and bombast and and do it on a on a significantly reduced budget if you are spending the money in the places where it needs to be spent and saving the money. I mean, did the Enterprise have to crash and then you got went back into it and then it crashed again? Right. Did you have to crash the Enterprise? Two times. That's what I'm saying. That whole sequence when they're like flying, like they're like going down it and they're shooting as they're sliding yeah. down it or whatever, that whole thing, like you don't, it, it stretches the, you know, limits, right, of believability and you don't need it. Like it wasn't well, so and I think awesome that, goes to... that I was like, oh my God, that was like my favorite part. And, well, and, I, that's and, the I, thing. and I would, and I would struggle to think it would be anybody who would say that, right? Well, if like, we it look was at fun. Star Wars, the Force, if you look at Star Wars, the Force Awakens, right? Star Wars The Force Awakens, very, very expensive movie. Beautiful movie, lots of great action. But none of the action in the movie, in that movie, made you go, holy shit, look at how great that action is, except for, like, maybe the Millennium Falcon, like, Escape from Jakku. Like, everything else, the action was fine, but that's why we're, you were blown I don't know away what that by... Means. I, guess that's, I guess maybe that's what I'm saying. Like, when you say it was fine, like, and it's... it's I feel like there's this idea of, Remember like... Remember the feeling when you first saw The Matrix? Remember that feeling the first time you saw it? The first time you saw this, like the the like room and like they or did this, like holy shit, around, or when like, or when you when you first saw Avatar in three D or Life of Pi in three D or or any of these movies, Life where... of Pi in three D, I saw it and I liked it, but it didn't. It, it, for, I guess for other people, like it wasn't one of those movies that for me was just that. Or was did like, you see oh the Tron sequel in three D? Did you see the Tron sequel in three D? Yes, I did. All right, that's a great example. I love the Tron sequel. A lot of people don't, but that's a great example where it's beautiful. Yeah. And, and that's pretty. the thing. Star Trek Beyond doesn't offer you anything that is beautiful. It offers you. Yeah, that's effective... what I'm saying. I think that there's like there's a there's a a place right, and it it depends on what movie you're making, right? Like what your exactly what your goal is, and like if if your goal is to be pretty, like because there there are movies out there that really aren't very like the plot isn't like the. Did you ever see that movie The Cell with Jennifer Lopez? I think. And uh, Vincent no, D'Onofrio. I'm familiar with it, yeah. It's it's not a very good like the plot. The, it's not like it's, you don't watch that movie to like care about the fucking plot. It's really pretty. You like put it on in the background and mute it because it's beautiful. It's like a moving piece of art. And it's like if that's the movie you're making. I mean, there's times you can do that where the plot really works, like The Fall. Um, that movie is really beautiful and the plot is really good. But I'm just saying, like, you need to just know what your movie is. And it's like this idea that every movie has to be all the things is like why it's like this well, and this, i think that i think deadpool showed that i think deadpool said look i think it did too i think it absolutely will, will showed that it was, you... this is what deadpool does deadpool does filth and breaking the fourth wall and this character and it's all about the fun of it and that's what we're gonna make and they fucking made that movie and it kicked ass and nobody was like oh it was i mean i guess it was fine like you, that's what i'm saying when you're like the action was good it was fine like i'm like the fucking i I was never, I never had that opinion of it. I was like, I love the part with it. Oh my God, it was so cool. Like, because to me, it's about the the whole package, right? It's not just about how visually amazing something is. Like there's a well, time I, and a place, but. Exactly. And I think the math needs to show this. If you had made Star Trek Beyond 
for 50 million fewer. You would have lost some money because there would be people who go, the action isn't, isn't that good. But let's say you lost 40 million because you made it 50 million less, but that means you only you have to make 100 million less. So you'd right. end up with 50 million less, but you'd be 60 million less in the bank, in less in debt, and then you'd be able to, like, it would be in the black. And I think that's that's what you got to go into. I think you're now into a Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan scenario, where they spent all the money on the motion picture, and it did fine, but there's so much style and not enough substance, and people are like, okay, how do we take what we've got? And the audience that we know we have, now we know who what our, where our audience is. Yep, and you know Star who Trek we're talking Beyond, to. The, the, the Abrams verse has expanded Star Trek to the point where there's enough of an interest that you can get $120, $130 million you know, domestic total. You can do that. The other thing about Star Trek Beyond, and this is really interesting, um, uh, that I, somebody wrote up about it, and I, and I think this is a legitimate criticism of the film itself, which was a fine film. But what does the film offer you other than it's some Star Trek? What do you mean? Well, okay, so... So Star Trek 09 offered you, here's the new crew. It's something new. So you want to see what they're going to do with it. And Star Trek, Star Trek Into Darkness, the trailers were effective. And, and Khan was an effective mystery. And he was an effective villain, even if the movie itself wasn't effective um, mm-hmm. and, and had problems. But Khan, when you're marketing Khan, you have Benedict Cumberbatch who pulls you in. It's a face you know and a voice you know. And I want to see that guy. Like, like the trailers make you look at them. Like the Star Trek Beyond, beyond how awful the trailers were, they also, and this is this is true of the movie, like they had their biggest star in Idris Elba and they cover him up with a ton of makeup. There's not there's there's not a hook to the movie other than, hey, look, it's some Star Trek. Like Star Trek, like if you look at, for instance, Star Trek, uh, Star Trek First Contact. I remember when I first saw the poster for Star Trek, and I'm sure you remember this too. The poster for Star Trek First Contact is like the bottom right-hand corner of the poster is clearly... A Borg ship taking up like three quarters of the poster and then zooming away from it is the Enterprise. And mm-hmm. it says resistance is futile, futile on top of the on top of the poster. There's a hook right there. Fuck. I want to see them fight the Borg on the big screen. Like sure. there's, there was nothing about Star Trek Beyond that made me say, I want to see them do that. You know, I want to see them go to night. What happens if they go to 1985? Fuck. They're going to. It's all about Klingons. I want to see that. This was. There's a random alien that sounds like Idris Elba. Is that really him? And she's cool. She does some martial arts. And and while the movie itself delivers in all of it, there's not. It's not hooky enough to maybe I just, justify. I guess I don't. Just, it, I don't know what that means. Like it's to me, it's enough of a hook that like it's it, this is an adventure that the this crew that you that you love is going that's on. Not like enough. that's that's not. A, and it's like this it's idea that that's people, not enough is, is very irritating. Not enough me. people are invested. <laughs> But it, it's enough for us. Die? It's clearly enough for 147 million worth of people. Yeah. Um. Um. But it's like it's, that's not for nothing. You know what I mean? That's not. That's not like no. People sure. Really it's not. Good, that, you know that's I mean? that's not phenomenally bad or anything. It will probably break even. But it's it's not. You know that. To put a movie on the big screen, you need to have a hook. There needs to be some kind of hook. Sometimes that hook is the star, right? It used to be that Johnny Depp was enough of a hook to get people in. When they made the first Alice in Wonderland, putting him on the poster was enough to get people in. Johnny Depp's star has fallen for many reasons. Um, uh, some of them personal and some of it that that people are on to his shtick now, the same way they're kind of on to Jim Carrey's shtick and they're kind of past it. Um, so putting him on the poster did not work for Alice through the looking Yes, Once you took away Johnny Depp, why does anyone want to see that? Like, it looks neat, 
It's like one of those movies where you go, I'm sure it it's neat. To- like, like this idea, I guess, I guess I don't understand this, this idea that like, that looks like an interesting story. Um, that there needs to be something beyond that. Does it like look that, like it, but, that idea but how, to me? I find mildly offensive. Like, all right. So, like, so here's the thing. So though. basically, Does it look it's like, like it this idea of like, 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 story. like a cheeseburger isn't enough. Like a cheeseburger is really fucking good. And then there's like, but now there's like this like burger that's got like bacon and egg and and let's put a fucking waffle on there and like pancakes and do you know what I mean? Like, like this idea that we always have to. There needs, but there, but there needs to be more. Like what the fuck? Oh yeah, fuck? But, but okay, but but like, let me why? let me. <laughs> But let me let me spell out the landscape for you, okay? You're at the cheeseburger convention, all right? <laughs> Every table has That's a cheeseburger. True. They all have cheeseburgers, and they've gotten to the point now where everybody's gotten good enough at making cheeseburgers. Like, here's the thing. 20 years ago, we would be watching Batman v Superman and calling it the greatest movie ever. No, like, that would never just, happen. It's not I true. guarantee that 20 years ago, we'd I guarantee be going, you I wouldn't. 20 fucking years ago, we were no. not, maybe not 20, let's say pre Batman 89, back when we were getting like Superman four and the Dolph Lundgren Punisher, we'd go, fuck, they fight. It's awesome. But the fact is that everyone's gotten that good at making cheeseburgers. We're at a point now. Dude, where I like every... the original Batman movie better than Batman. What, like Superman. Ba- Batman 69. Yes. <laughs> With so Adam good. I fucking it, love that movie. There are parts of that that are actually really good. But dude, shark repellent dude, in particular. Dude, I fucking I, watched it and it was so good. <laughs> but my, but I had my, never my, seen my, it and it was so much better than Batman v Superman. I'm my point just saying. Being, my point being is that Batman, Batman v, v Superman, um, who I don't put all the fault at Zack Snyder, by the way, because it is a competently made movie that is terribly written. Um, but that really? being said, you don't put all the you don't put it all at his feet. Unless he wrote it. I put David Goyer who wrote the script. I think it's a joint fuck up, but. But I don't know how he's blameless. He's not blameless, but I think that like, 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 like and I have, and the, I have actually, I have a bit of a qualm with you, sir. You, Paul, before, okay, wait, wait, before we jump off this, put the qualm in the parking lot for just for a few minutes while, because as we, as we lot? finish it, I, I just want to talk about the cheeseburger convention. The point being okay, is that, is that every movie at this point is a relatively competently made. We can argue about how competently made it is, but they're like, they kind of know how to make big movies now and acting has just gotten better acting in action movies has gotten better they have they they pay attention to it now where it used to be just fine to put arnold schwarzenegger in a movie with a bunch of you know faceless other people and it's now it's like they're all like even if you go to like I, and i'm trying to think of a big movie that a big action movie that i that i would have like no into like the fast and furious movies i have no interest in that but my understanding is the acting in that is relatively capable like it's like like they do a pretty good job um and I think the, the the problem is is that when you have a movie and you're trying you're at the cheeseburger convention. If you just look at the like how fucking long Star Trek opened at number one, but there's another movie right after, and there are so many movies that are out there. And why why did Suicide Squad resonate? Because Suicide Squad, I could explain it. I could look right at you and go, Suicide Squad. A bunch of villains get together and they have to be heroes for the government. I go, Star Trek Beyond. Well, the Enterprise crew are out there and they get attacked and their ship crashes and then they're on a planet and half the crew gets taken gets taken hostage. But some of the crew members are out there separately and then they have to rescue half the crew before they go back. And there's a device that disintegrates people that's going to be released into the air system of, of a space station. You know what I mean? It's like it doesn't you say it's an interesting story and maybe it is, but there's there's it not is. it's enough. really good. It's really compelling. It's like here's the thing. like. Not every movie that has been really good in the history of of time has been 
like I think that something that I that I truly believe is like a, a like a problem societally and it is and it is it is a part of this like YouTube era that we like live in and and maybe I'm gonna be maybe I'm gonna come off a little bit like get off my lawn right now but like call this me funny daddy ago no, never that, but <laughs> I'm still going to be a fucking rainbow haired, you know, get off my lawner. But I mean, just this idea that unless you can tell me why it's awesome in 30 seconds, I ain't got time for that. All right. But here's, you know what here's I mean? And it's like, but- why don't you fucking, I don't know. Like we, we used to, I feel like I, I guess I feel a little bit at this point in time, a little bit displaced because even now, like I will watch a classic movie now and I will enjoy that a lot times. And by classic, I mean, not a fucking eighties movie. Okay. I mean, the classic movie, like, like, like from the forties and like, it will be more like that is far more compelling to me than Batman V Superman. Like it's because you're taught what you're talking about, like what you're saying about your, your, your cheeseburger convention. Like it's, it's all the same cheeseburger. Right, like it's not that's like exactly to me. What you're saying, that's exactly no, no, what. No, what I'm saying is to me, like, and the and the people then are like, oh, well, our cheeseburger needs to be different. Well, our cheeseburger has bacon on it. Well, our cheeseburger has tacos on it. Like, and that's what they're doing. And where I think what should actually be happening should be well, the way that our meat is seasoned, like the flavorfulness of that, like it's gonna blow How your you mind. How do you communicate that though? That's my. That's exactly what you I'm saying. You don't. You, you communicate it by fucking tasting it, man. By eating it. But there's That's too the many way. burgers out like, there to taste to them work, all. Man. Like, it used to be enough for a person to have it and be like, dude, you have you have to taste this thing. It was so good. And like, but you here's trust the thing. That Star, Trek, Star Trek is never going to, like, like the, the, the version of Star Trek that they're making now, and really the version of Star Trek they've been making kind of since Star Trek VI, including Star Trek VI, is, is it's, they're trying to sell it as as spectacle and as and as and as a as a big budget movie star trek as and i and i said this a long time ago i think that star trek should not be on the big screen if you're not going to do a series if you put it as a as a like you know an, a, a tv movie back when that used to be a thing but you put it as uh-huh. a tv movie like every couple years that's what i would want to see and here's the reason why here's the cheeseburger convention of last weekend Suicide Squad, Sausage Party, War Dogs, Kubo and the Two Strings, Pete's Dragon, Ben Hur, Jason Mo- Jason Bourne, Bad Mom, Secret Life of Pets, um, Florence Foster Jenkins, and Star Trek Beyond. That's last weekend. Those first ten movies are the ones that beat it. Now let's say Suicide Squad, while not as good by far, is is going to reach a larger swath of people because. Well, but it also people... it came out later. Like I mean, to some extent, two like weeks people. Later. Two weeks later. Right. People have it like, spent three weeks at number one. Star Trek Beyond spent one, spent like one. But right. Sausage Party came out after that. That like, if you look at that, Suicide Squad was going to appeal to a bunch. Sausage Party, I've heard great things about. War Dogs, I don't know much about. Kubo and the Two Strings, I've heard it's amazing. Um, Pete's Dragon, I've heard it's amazing, but nobody's going to see it. Ben Hur is crashing and burning with a hundred million dollar budget. Jason Bourne, I've heard it's pretty good, but I haven't gone to see that. Bad Mom, there's so much out there to go see. Like I can tell you, Suicide Squad is is the story of villains that become heroes. Sa- Sausage Party is an R-rated, like crass thing about food that wants to I escape watch being that food. Film. What? I can't, I can't watch that film. I, I, Kubo and the Two Strings. It's a it's it's a Japanese it's a Japanese import that is that that is artful and is you know and and it's riding high on amazing reviews pete's drag is an update of the movie of the original ben-hur i know what that is jason burner i can explain all these things to you 
but the question is, is like when you're when you're going to the movies once every two or three weeks, which people are, <coughs> and you're still at the same time Beyond is out, you've also got Ghostbusters is out there, Finding Dory is still out there, Legend of Tarzan was playing at the same time. Like there's so many other things out there. Like if you can't tell people what it is that they're going to see that it's just another Star Trek movie, if you're not already a Star Trek fan, why are you going to go see it? If you don't already love Star Trek, why are you going to go see it? And if you look at the budget for these movies that I just named, right? Suicide Squad had a budget of $175 million, $10 million less than Star Trek. Sausage Party, $19 million. War Dogs, $60. Pete's Dragon, $65. Ben-Hur, $100. Jason Bourne, a, a, a giant Matt Damon vehicle, $120 million. Bad Moms, $20. Secret Life of Pets, huge movie, $75. Star I, I'm going down to the top 232 movies of last weekend. Star Trek Beyond has the largest budget. Larger than the B- Jungle Book. Larger than Independence Day. Like, it's not until you get yeah, to no, Batman. I'm not, disag- I'm not disagreeing with you that they, that they, don't, they don't need to be spending as much as they are. That's what I'm saying. If like, I, look I, at, I, the, don't, I in no way disagree with you on that. Like that they are outside of that the story that they're before. telling and the, and, and the way that they're telling it, that they're, that there were things that they didn't need to spend money on that they obviously did. And there are things that they do need to spend money. Let on, me put this, right? let me put this into, in, into context for you outside of captain America's civil war, which, uh, which still, um, which, which is still on the, on the top 100 outside of that movie. Star Trek Beyond has the largest budget. Yeah, that's a problem. That's like, a that's huge problem. It, for sure. Because it's a because in it's terms a of niche, it being successful when it's, it's all said and done. It's a niche film. You know? And unless it's going to be Kirk meets the Borg, Kirk meets this, this happens, don't you want to see Kirk do that? And if it's just going to be Kirk has an adventure, fine. You can't justify a, a big budget movie for that. Because it's too niche. It has to be Kirk does this. Kirk meets Darth Vader. Like you got, it's got to be, it's got to be a reason for people to go fuck. I want to see that because otherwise I can go see you know fucking food fuck and 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 pets be worried about their owners and Jason Bourne kicks some ass. Like it's there's there's enough out there that I just feel like it's if you look at the budget and you look at. I do think I mean I I'm agreeing with you that it's out of proportion. Um, because, but I don't think that I would see any of those movies that you listed before it. Of course you wouldn't. We have a fucking Star Trek podcast. I'm just, I'm just saying, or even a person, like I'm saying, it's just as compelling a story as what pets do when you're not there. Like, come on. Like, but here's the thing. The I watched the trailer of it is for just... Secret Life of Pets and I knew exactly what the hook is. Here's the thing. The movie had not that much to do with the hook, but the hook drew me in. Star Trek Beyond did not have a hook other than it's some Star Trek. That's all it had. It's some Star Trek. It's an adventure in fucking space. Like, how is that not enough of a hook? Because I can go down to, you know, they go into space. Guardians of the Galaxy. The hook of Guardians of the Galaxy is one, the Marvel logo beforehand. Two, look, there's a fucking tree. And look, there's a fucking raccoon. Isn't that fucked up? This is also connected to the Avengers at the same time. And oh, and, right. and oh, so, but by I'm the saying way, if you take all of that shit away, it's, it, there, it doesn't have some compelling hook all its own. It has, but the it's, trailers it's gave all, you the hook. Basically, that it got was, a hook that, that's to do with uh, with all the property of before it, be it Marvel, be it the comic. But it had something before. else. You know what else it had? And this is why this guy became a star. It had Chris Pratt, 
It had a, and that's and that's why he the, became a star like that. No, 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 no. He was already a star. If you watch those trailers, as soon as they realized he was hitting in those trailers, the trailers became about him going, hey, I'm Star Lord, man. Like it was just like you had not seen that vibe in a space movie before outside of like Serenity, which, you know, Serenity is a great example of where the trailer didn't serve the film. But you had since Serenity, I had not seen that vibe of like they really sold it well on this is something in space where it's fun. And I think they tried to do it for Star Trek Beyond. I think it didn't come off like it's too established of a thing as being something different. I just well, think there I, wasn't. I, I think, unfortunately, like I really, I truly believe the marketing like was a fucking disaster for this film. It didn't represent it well at all. Like it represented it as every other cheeseburger out there. That's what I'm saying. Like if it had focused more on the relationships and the and the and the you know the drama and the you know the the, comp- the stuff that's compelling about it, instead of being like, look at this motorcycle thing, look at this fight happening, look at this plane, look at look at look at the. I'm sorry. Look at the, the 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 ship crashing. Look at the. You know what I mean? Like. All right. So here's based- here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what, I'm gonna give us a combined five minutes go because we have talked about Star Trek Beyond for like three episodes. But I do want to finish this discussion. Then I have other things I want to hit. That's really cool. Um. But I want to know from you. You've got two minutes to make a different trailer. What from this movie could you put into a trailer to say? This is something that your general audience who has a passing knowledge of Star Trek and kind of likes it should come and see. Okay. What's in the movie to sell you on that? I would have put some of the stuff that they did put where they like had conversations about space and what we're doing out here and what's the point. Um, I would have, I would have put more of, of people's reaction to the villain than the villain himself. Like, so so you would, you would have had characters that people kind of know talking about space and other people looking upset at a guy. No, not looking upset at a guy like like build the fear in him. Like he's scary. Like when he's when people are threatened, like like when she talks about him, she's like, I won't go to that place. Like it's compelling. Her performance is compelling. And if you didn't know what she was talking about, you would want to know what the fuck she's talking about. But that's not the movie because the movie ends up being the sort of fun. ride. That's what I they tried to sell it as the movie. It was which is sort of a fun ride. They but could I, have sold it more to fans. More than just this fun ride. Like I agree that it's a fun ride, but it is more than just a fun ride. Like I think that if you had sold it on on the pieces that I'm talking about, like the the compelling, like like I said, like the 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 scariness of the of the villain, uh, the the camaraderie of the crew, that then that's the the story that you're telling at the end of the day is a versus story, right? It's like them versus the bad guy, and you want to care about them and you want to be scared of the bad guy and that's how you sell the film and then when you go watch the film you have a good time yeah i know you but that's that's the thing you know what i mean like i think that that would get you to go see it like i think think about every other movie but i guess what i'm saying is nobody else gives a shit about the the conversations among the crew we no, i'm saying that the you the way that you cut the trailer is you're selling the people who are watching the trailer on the camaraderie and the likability of this crew, which they fucking have. And then you sell the fear of the villain. And it's a classic good guys versus bad guys tale. And you know what you're watching. You know why you're going. You know that you want to know who's so bad. Like, trying to think about, like, a perfect example. Like, do you, do you see the trailer? You've watched, I'm sure, the trailer for Stranger Things. 
Uh, no, I haven't. I I know that. You haven't I even watched watch... the trailer for it, dude. No, because I know I want to watch it. <laughs> That's the thing. I well, I watched the first ten minutes. I not the first like like I watched the first like thirty seconds of the trailer, and then I turned it off. And I was like, okay, we're gonna watch this as soon as we're done with season one of Ver- Veronica Mars. We're gonna watch that. You have and to I didn't watch. want to see it because I felt like I was. Get... I'm sorry. You have to watch. Stop watching Veronica Mars and watch it right now. I'm well, I've you. got like three episodes left of season one. I I, I have to finish. Like I have to finish Fine, the show. But I'm saying, like that that trailer is a good example. Like it shows you, it's it's mostly showing you like these these nostalgic shots of like this family, and then it's and then the mystery of it, like like this boy has disappeared and whoa, and like like little snippets of things that are that are like compelling and scary, but there's really not a lot of information. But like you're, that's the hook. That's the hook. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you're not. And I think that you could have sold the Star Trek story in a very similar fashion. Like you, you give us the, the camaraderie of the crew and the people that like, that we love for the people that know them and then show them why they should be loved to the people who haven't, you know what I mean? Like, cause there's, there's things yeah, certainly, in there. Yeah, certainly people, better people could have made a better, a better trailer. And then, and then you set, and then you, you, you sprinkle it with little things about the bad guy, the like little moments. Like I said, she's like, I won't go back to that place. Like really like these moments where people are talking about him and it's like, and flashes of him, like stealing people's life force or whatever, where it's like, like just these little moments, these little moments, these jumps of scare of like, what the fuck? So sell that, it like, as a horror movie? No, not as a horror movie, but as a as a mystery. It's like, what the fuck, man? What are they? What are they at? Like, because to me, part of the the what's compelling about Star Trek is what are they gonna fucking find? Yeah, but that's not what's like, compelling. What are they gonna Star run Trek into? Non That's the thing. But I'm saying that, unfortunate, that unfortunately, I'm saying that, there mis- aren't that some level of mystery ap- appeals to everyone. That's a universal thing. So but I'm not every saying trailer is horror. selling mystery out there. That's the thing. Every trailer is selling mystery, and that's. I mean, I think. I think the problem we've run into is you know the again the the old term of franchise fatigue. I think the novelty has worn off. You know, in our movie, we talked about how my stepmother went to go see Star Trek 09, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and my dad on their own. My dad was interested in seeing Star Trek Into Darkness. He liked the first one enough. He once didn't saw Star Trek Into Darkness. This time, he just kind of couldn't be bothered. And I was like, hey, do you want to go see Star Trek? He's like, yeah, maybe I'll catch you sometime. And I think the problem uh-huh. is you don't have to not want to see a movie at this point. There's so much to choose from. Mm-hmm. that You have like, to really, really want to see it to make it happen. It costs so much money and there's so much to choose from. You can get exactly the movie you want. Like, like that's, that's the thing. There's, there's like, if you skip five, if you don't go to the movies for, for three weeks. That's the other thing is, is the Star Trek fans, we're an aging demo at this point. Many of us have kids. Many of us have jobs. Many of us, like, we're not the 18 to 24s right now who are walking around with, with disposable income, unfortunately. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> um, and there's no show to hook new people. So, like, there was enough of I mean, a I do think that the, the shows coming out will help. But I think, I'm just saying, like, to me, this, the, the, what's compelling about Star Trek, I think it's compelling to the human spirit. In a way, yes, that I, like, I that you. desire of discovery. You know what's a good example? That that game, No Man's Sky, is doing tremendously well. Do you know why? Because you because, can explore. Yeah, because you the, yeah. are the person who discovers the thing. Like, yes. and it's and it's like, and everybody's doing like it's. Dude, but that it's wasn't so this movie I, I guess my problem is, you know what I mean? Like, it's there. Like, my point is that the mystery of space is compelling. 
in its own. And so I but think that list, you're right that list... a lot of other movies are selling mystery, but they're selling they're selling like I guess uh, like daily mystery. They're they're selling mystery that you know James Bourne like who's the ba- the government bad guys like who's you know who who's you know what I mean like that's the mystery there. I'm saying that a space mystery is I- intrinsically more compelling than your everyday mystery. That's what I'm sure. But you're between between two Star Wars. You're between two Star Wars movies with an Independence Day movie in the middle. Like it's it's there's space out there if you want it. And I guess and I guess my point is what I'm saying, though, you're right. There's space out there if you want it. But they're but they're selling a cheeseburger. They're selling the same cheeseburger in the marketing. It's the spectacle. And that's what they sell in Independence Day. They're selling fucking spectacle. And that's what they're selling. I I want to be clear. I'm not complaining about the quality of the film. I'm complaining specifically about like like I can go Star Trek two. That's the one with Khan. Star Trek three, which is considered to be a lesser film. You and I both love it, but that's mostly a, a fans love that one. But the general public don't see that as as highly. And even that, that's like that's the one where Spock comes back. It's in the title. Star Trek four. That's the whales one. Star Trek five. <laughs> Generally considered to be the bad one, but you can also say that's the one where the Enterprise meets God. That's it's not really God, <laughs> but that's but that's what you call it. Star Trek Six. That's the one with all the Klingons. It's like Russia breaking up. Star Trek Seven. That's the one where Kirk meets Picard. Star Trek Eight. That's the one with the Borg. Star Trek Insurrection. That didn't do that well. That's the one where stuff happens. It's I guess it's you can say it's the one with the Fountain of Youth. Sort of, but that's really kind uh, of a side, kind of. yeah, kind of a side thing. It's an like you go, then 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 you go Star Trek Nemesis. That's the one with the Romulans again, kind of. It's a it's a it's the one with all the clones, I guess. It's the one with all the copies. Um, it's also a not a very good one. Um, no. I, but then you can go Star Trek Nine. That's the one with the new young crew. Star Trek Into Darkness. That's the one with Benedict Cumberbatch. That's what you'd say. <laughs> You know, I guess, but you, it's like I just. I, and then you have this one. You can't. There isn't a. That's the one with. For this. There isn't a. That's the one with. For this one, and as a movie, it's not a fault with the movie. I love the movie. The movie's great. Although somebody did write home that it's very. I, I read something. Someone said it's very, very pleasant to watch, and it doesn't stick with you as much as other ones did. And I think that's fair. No way. I think I that's fair. I don't know that it gives you, I, there's not, I think a, it absolutely no, sticks with me. I think that it's, that it's timely, that it's, that it's, that there's that, there's like stuff I said, about that, it. Yes. There's, there's that it's, core, that core to it. That's talking about shit. That's like happening in the world right now that like we should be considering that yes, like we, yeah. that like, that's the part that fucking sticks with you. And that's what I like about Star Trek. And that's what makes it better than any host of other films out there that that don't have anything to say that are just a front a fun ride which is I i'm not saying there's you. anything wrong with that but like i absolutely and always disagree that it's the one that, that, that doesn't stick with you i think that's that is absolutely false i think this movie does i think it has okay. that fair enough but i do think that they're going to have if if they do another one in this universe um one they got to cut the budget by like 50 million and it's got to be a that's the one with because if they don't have one where you can clearly go, here's the thing this one's doing, and that's got to be a thing that you want to do. And sometimes it's simple. You can go Goodwill Hunting. The janitor is the is the janitor is the genius. You know, like it's it's there's got to be a thing where you go. That's the one with you. And you're watching a movie, and and you're thinking about what. I mean, movie you're making you're it sound see. like every movie needs to be an episode of Friends. 
the one with well, the, it, and it's it like sort I don't, of, it's, I don't think a, that's true. I don't think I, I, if it is true, if you want I don't audiences think it to come see it. It does, especially if it's a big budget one. You can be if you've got a twenty million dollar budget, you can be you know you you can you can be something that's this different. But if you're trying to make a substantial amount of the populace show up for your film, you you got to be able to tell them in the short amount of time that they have to hear about it in the commercial between their shows. You, you got to be able to tell them this is or or the or the trailers before the movie because that's really all you got. You got to be able to tell them this is what this is. And if you look at movies like the BFG got good reviews and it tanked, Pete's Dragon got good reviews and it tanked, and you even knew what those were. Like you, like you need to be able to make the audience want to come see your film in order for the audience to come see your film. Like that's a key component of an audience coming to see your film. They've got to want to come see your film, and I think there's an, a, a thing that you need to tack onto that. They need to want to come see your film more than the other films they could go see. Yeah, Fair enough. and I guess that's really at the end of the day, like, and that's, I guess that's what upsets me about it, that idea that, like, they've got to, like, it's not enough for them to want to see your movie, they have to want to see it more than everybody else's, <laughs> like, it's limited so. Limited time, limited money, man. I loved, I loved the Bourne films, and I made the decision that that's the one that can wait till, till home video. Well, I mean, I think the reality is that for, like, there's, there's this growing, like, people's homes right like i know b- back in the day you know when when, when you and i were growing up like uh, if, you know seeing star trek uh in the movie theater or watching star wars in the movie theater was very different than watching it at home in my little tv like it was awesome to be able to watch it at home on my little tv but like it wasn't but i can get of almost that experience at home like for most things Agreed. and like the reality is I don't, like you said, like we're older, we don't have a lot of disposable income. So like, unless it's something that I need to be inside of, <laughs> like I'll, I'll wait because it, and, and for me too, cause I'm more emotional. So like, I, you know, it's for me, it's difficult. I, I'm, I guess there's some level of anxiety at going to see a movie out in public. See that, because, that I don't I don't have that going on. But yeah, most I have people going, probably don't have that aspect. But I'm just but, saying, but what, but what you I can have go- watch it and have almost the same experience at home. And I. But think what that- I what I do what I do have going on is I have literally a limited amount of of times I can go see a film. Like I've yeah. got like like I have childcare maybe once or twice a month, mm-hmm. one or two outings. That's what I got. A I month. guess what I'm saying is this idea that why did what like does the the how much these movies like sell for like after the fact like at home like is the idea that you make money on home video like not even sure. a thing anymore? yeah no you can you can make a ton of money on home video although that market is shrinking too because a lot of people don't buy dvds anymore people like people don't buy physical media so even that market is shrinking but yes yeah, but that they is buy, a... they still have to buy them like i mean even if they buy it digitally they still buy it yes no not often fans do but people rent it or people wait for it to be available on Netflix. I'm just saying but like this idea that they have but to they'll make-, make money. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that when HBO buys six months of the rights to Star Trek beyond that they want Star Trek beyond. Here's the thing about Star Trek movies. They play perennially, right? Like I still see insurrection pop on TV. You know, someone will always be out there buying the rights to show that's what i'm saying like like, so this idea that like well if it doesn't make all of its money right now well then it's fucking bullshit and it failed like that's just not here's the thing it needs to make all of its money in like the next two years for them to make another sequel 
Otherwise, this is done. It's done or so. You know what? I don't. I don't think that will be true simply because we're going to have series coming, and I think that when there are series on TV, it's going to be a very different scenario because people are going to love these. Are going to love the universe, and so the you won't need the one with the because you'll have people who are invested in the universe that will want to come. Sure. Although so I, I think do that think will help. I do think that to sell the series, you got to sell it as the one with the. Because the original Star the original Star Trek was Star Trek, and then it was the one later, then the one on the space station, and then the one with the woman captain, and then the one that was before Kirk. Like it was it was you could say you can define those series in a sentence and go, you know, the only one you can't is the original one, which is still they had to sell it to the network to go, it's wagon train to the stars. Like that they, they had to have something that they could sell it as. Like you gotta be able to tell the audience what it is in order for them to tune in. I hope that they do. I don't think that just having a great show and slapping Star Trek on it will be enough. Although I don't even know how the landscape works anymore because Stranger Things just came out of fucking nowhere and suddenly became this giant phenomenon. You know why? Because it's fucking awesome. That's what I'm saying. Like if you if if you if you make it and it's awesome, they will come. That's just not true. It doesn't have to be the one with the That's just not true. There are lots of shitty shows on TV, a lot of great shows get canceled. It's just not true. I know. I don't know why that is. I don't it's understand. It's because it. people can't people don't find it. It's called that's why they say people don't find the show. Like that's the thing. People need to find it because there's so much out there. And keep this in mind. You know, keep this in mind. As much as be, is being out there now, there's more being made now than has ever been made in the history of ever. Yeah. Like this year, there are more shows. And at the same time, in the last like five years. All the old shows have become available. So, for instance, why am I not watching Stranger Things? What did I just say I'm doing? Yeah, you're watching. I'm watching a show that was canceled 10 years ago. Yeah. Because I always meant around to, I always like meant to get around to watching it. And it's on Amazon Prime. So, hey, why not? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, that's like, you know, I mean, that's, that's the, that's kind of the way. So, listen. I want to use this as a transition because I want to talk a little bit about a little bit about Star Trek uh, Discovery. Then I want to end on something kind of cool um, that I read about. I think you'll get a kick out of. But first, uh, about Star Trek Discovery, there's a shit a shitload of news out about it, um, and I think you're going to like all of this. Um, wait, no, I almost left the page of where we're recording. We don't want me to do that. Uh, <laughs> um, no, don't do that. No, right, so, that would be so, um, unfortunate. There you go. Star Trek Discovery. Uh, this is going to be from uh, trekmovie.com, who we still love, even if you don't love us. Um, <laughs> August 22nd, 2016, breaking Star Trek Discovery to be set 10 years before the original series will feature female lead and a gay character. Uh, uh, and then uh, jumping back to August All 10th, of those Star- things please me. Star Trek Discovery showrunner Brian Fuller revealed today the new series will be set 10 years before the original series, essentially bridging the gap between Enterprise and the original series. The show will focus on an event in Federation history that has been talked about but never explored. Fuller also confirmed the show will feature a human female lead, a lieutenant commander, not a captain, a gay character, and lots of aliens. Um, in a pa- panel presented before the television critics, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to skip down. Uh, they said, will it be set during the Romulan war? Fuller said close, but no cigar. Um, the first season will be serialized. It will be 13 episodes long that will form one larger, uh, arc. 
there will be uh, more aliens, more different kinds of aliens than any other Star Trek series. Um, they were they are quote absolutely having a gay character. Um, uh, there will be um, male and female leads, uh, but the main character will be a female. Uh, a, a female lieutenant commander, not a captain, who will also be um, who they're looking for a minority actor to play the role. Um, it says Discovery will explore a woman's journey that will teach her to get along with others in the galaxy. Fuller believes that for a protagonist to truly in- understand something alien, she first has to understand herself, and thereby the show will be uh, her in the process of discovering herself. Um, the main character of the show will not be the captain of the USS Discovery. So the the main character is not going to be the captain, which is really interesting to me. Yeah, that's very interesting. That that that's that. It'll be really interesting to see how that works out. Like that's to see how new. that plays out. That's new. Like, yeah. He writes. We've seen six series from the captain's point of view. To see a character from a different perspective on a starship, it gives us richer co- context. Um, it says that there's going to be, uh, um, among other things, um, as I've as I've read through, they've been asked if. Uh, section 31 or anything like that's going to be part of it they've said uh they've said you're part right you can expect section 31 to make an appearance in the show interesting um so we're 10 years before kirk section 31's making an appearance female minority lead not a captain but you're watching it from the point of view of somebody on the ship where the captain is a like larger other figure mm-hmm. um i just i wonder how that will really work out because like I, it's not i don't think that you can I don't know that the other series you can say were really just from the captain's perspective. Like, but the captain was the first listed and was like, the protagonist of the show. I, I guess. I mean, there's just there's yes, so many there episodes. Other- like, it's, it's about it's. I really feel like the shows um, have been ensemble situations. Like, I so really? I don't think I do. Really? Yeah, I do. Really? Yeah. Right, really so good. so so tell me, what percentage of the original series? had characters other than Kirk being the hero of the story. Even the Spock episodes, Kirk's kind of the hero of the story. That's not true. The Spock and, episodes. And, and what, what episodes had Uhura or Chekhov or Sulu You're as right. the I, main character? I, I, so what I think happened is I, f- I feel like it's a progression. Like I think that on the original series, you had the trifecta. You had those three, and it was mostly about them. And then sometimes it was about the, the ancillary like bridge crew people as well. And that that grew and became more, more ensemble, like more in the movies, right? That became more of an ensemble thing. And then by next gen, I think that it's very ensemble. Like it's very much I the, I, I think it's 50% the whole bridge Picard. crew. And then like even more so on Deep Space Nine. Even so, I think I still think Deep Space Nine, it's like a third Cisco and two thirds everybody else. So he gets a third and the other nine characters get the other two thirds. Like it's still mostly Cisco, and yes, I hear what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. Of course, they're ensemble shows, but like the idea that the character that that you're most closely following is not the captain, and the captain is seen as this, like the the idea that the main person on the show doesn't have control over what's happening on the show. That it's that they that you're following a person on the ship who doesn't necessarily make all the decisions, who has to deal with what the ship does. I think yeah, I mean that will certainly be into, like the like I remember that episode of Next Gen. Like I remember, I really liked the episode like where there was where you were following like these three ensigns that and like they would kind of come into contact with Riker or with Data or whatever. But like it like the show was absolutely was this like one off that was totally not yeah, about any. 
I love that episode. I love it. Yeah. So I think it'll be really interesting to see how this goes, like to see how that works out because you're picking this one character. Like I, I was, I think part of me was kind of hoping for um, an ensemble where we would start somewhere that isn't the captaincy and then like see them kind of what, how they we grow do. through the ranks. Like that would be interesting. Maybe we do. Although, although the idea of it, you know, that that the, that it is going to be an ensemble. They're going to be you know seven characters in the show. Like I just everything I'm hearing about this show, with the exception of how stupid the ship looks, I like. right? That's it's, the only except, that's the only thing that makes me on like that makes me go. So here's the thing. But, you know where that ship came from? There is original concept art that was drawn by Ralph McQuarrie, who designed all the Star Wars ships for when they were making Star Trek the motion picture they got Ralph McQuarrie to come in and draw his designs for an updated enterprise. And this is based on his designs. That's like, if you look at the, the, the his designs for the enterprise for the motion picture, it's not as good. No, they're, <laughs> like, they, they, they chose the well when they didn't go with this. With him, yeah. They made that the right choice, choice. Then, and they probably should have gone ahead and stayed with that choice. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, I, but, but I can, I, I, like, the, the reality is I could get over, like, an art direction problem. Like, hey, you know that's what? something I, I can get past, but I hated, not the... Can I, can the I, be, can, I hated Deep Space Nine, the way it looked. The, the whole look of the show when I first saw it. I hated the station. I hated the way the station looked. It wasn't right. Um, and I loved the way the Enterprise and Voyager looked. It's, like, you can get over and maybe even learn... And I hated... The Enterprise D the first time I saw it compared to the original Enterprise, it looked like a blob. I remember actively disliking it in 87. I was like, what the fuck oh, is this? I remember it feeling like similar enough. Like it didn't, it, I was excited. Oh, it had it the giant saucers. The saucer section was giant. It had the little tiny nacelles in back. Like the original, like it, it, it just. It felt I, like it was a, it, 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 it didn't turn me off like it did you. Like I didn't have that like, oh, that's wrong. Like this is the first time I've seen something. Um, I think Voyager kind of made me feel that way a little bit. Like I wasn't a huge fan of the way that ship looked, um, but I didn't hate it. Um, I think this is the first time I've had a truly negative response. Yeah, no, this is the most negative response to, I've the, had, but to look. the way that a ship looks. But like I said, like I, I can get past some fucking art direction. Yeah, we like, might that's go to love fine. It. I think as long as the, the the as long as my universe is intact and the stories that and the people that you're showing me and that stuff then I'll get over it. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, that's Indeed. the stuff that needs to be there. Like that's, that's what I need to have for me to be okay with it. And I mean, I don't, I haven't seen anything. I don't know how the writing's going to be. I don't know what the stories are going to look like, but I'm, I'm definitely hopeful um, with there being a, a woman, you know, whether it's the captain or not, like that, that, that it's a woman um, and that they're going to go, you know, with a minority and that they're going to have a gay character. Like that, those things I think, I speak well of give me hope of what they're See, trying to do. I will say that the only thing about it that I really dislike is that it's set 10 years before the original series. Like, I feel like the, the one thing I feel is I feel, especially you're in the prime timeline. I feel like you're, you're the fact I do like they're doing it like one large, large thing. So it's not like 
we're just it's kind of meandering and figuring out what to do because, yeah. because if, you, if you were doing regular episodic television, you really are going to be constrained by what you can and can't do. Yeah, look, but, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the 10 year thing, like just that it's so close, not that it's before, yeah. like that doesn't concern me or, or even that it's between Enterprise and, and the original series. But like, like it's got a visually two, there's quite a bit towards... of fucking time. Yeah, it's but you know what I mean? Like it's got to visually move toward that. And there are major things that have happened and the like, uh, but, you know, and, and there are races you can't use and places you can't go because you know what's going on in those places and they're blah, blah, blah. But like like the idea that that they don't have to worry about all that shit because they sat down and planned out the entire fucking season ahead of time. Then I go, OK, well, that then they are clearly looking at the landscape and going, isn't it interesting if we weave this path through it? Mm hmm. That's the fact that they have weaved the path ahead of time. It's much better than, you know, they've written the first five episodes. Oh, yeah, just seeing what happens. Yeah, agree. The rest they've got, they've got a, a plan in place, and it's like, this is where we're going to start, and this is where we want to yeah. end. And, like, that that doesn't that the next story isn't necessarily going to be a continuation of that. Yeah. Right? But, I that mean, works. the reality is, even though it's 10 years, like, there's... I mean, it could go for seven seasons, you know what I mean? <laughs> like without yeah. running into the original series. Or, I, just, or, I do think it's, I think it's a little bit close and I'm, I'm concerned by that. Cause and the reason I'm concerned about it is because if, it, if we really like it, right. If it's really great. Um, I'm, I, I'm concerned that they're going to do kind of more what you're talking about and then like be somewhere else entirely. Right. Like yeah. the next time around, like, it's like, nope, that we already told that story and that story's done. But how fucking and, interesting could that be? If they tell that story, let's say that not that they're going to have an android, but let's say there's an android character or a character who can live 200 years or something, you know, a character for whatever reason would not necessarily have to have died or aged. Right. Or a character, they have a time travel episode who gets like fucking lost in time. That character can be, you know, or, or even a storyline that doesn't get wrapped up. You know, you can have like just it, it is all Star Trek. It is all connected. It isn't the same bunch of writers. I would hope that even if you did jump in time or jump to a different crew or jump to something, you'd have themes and characters and ideas that would carry between it. I think it would be really interesting to, to introduce a character and then meet that. I don't know if you ever read, um, if you haven't, uh, Isaac Asimov's Foundation trilogy. No, I'm not. First of all, you need to. It's awesome. Although it's a little slow, like Lord of the Rings. It's like the Lord of the Rings of science fiction. Okay. <laughs> um, that's the way that they, that tells but me exactly what I need to know. <laughs> yeah, in in that in that well, you, it's got to be the thing. Remember, um, you need to be able to sell it. Um, so for every good and bad reason you would call it that, it is the Lord of the Rings of science fiction. Um, okay. But it's really interesting in that the second book takes I'm place. Gonna, I'm going to preface this though. I'm going to try to read it, but I'm going to tell you I couldn't get through Lord of the Rings. So. <laughs> All right. The second book takes place generations after the first book, mm -hmm. but there are storylines and through lines from the first book that directly then, then, impact okay. what happens in the second book. And that would be really interesting to go. Now we see them. Yeah, there, was a, there was a series of books that I can't, um, I think the second, it was like a first trilogy. And then the second trilogy was like, like Damia's children. I want to say, and I, maybe it was Anne McCaffrey. I'm trying to remember that. This is like fantasy novels that I, that I read, uh, me as a teenager that I really liked. And it was, and it was this, like you had this protagonist that you followed, the in the first you know trilogy right and then the next trilogy was like her offspring and so yeah. it was like but they were like off doing their own thing and it was like so there was that connection with the universe and with the character where you cared and it was like it was cool and i dug that so if i i think that i could get on board with something like that like even if it's like 
maybe we see this crew and we have these people and like maybe um you know the next time we see those they're like a descendant of one of the people from that crew or something yeah. and like that is is part of the connective tissue and like things that happen there and like we see the ramifications like I, I think there's potential there and I, and I do think it would be really cool. I doubt they'll do this, but I do think it'd be really cool. Like if the end of the story, if the end of the thread, um, like had a character that wound up traveling into the future and then the next, and was like the next was a part of that next show yeah. that was like in the future. Well, that, and, and, that's, and, that's, and, that's and the exactly story was part of them, like acclimating to all of the shit that's different and, and having that, extra lens there i think that would be really cool because like i know i always didn't i for me anyway i always thought that was so compelling that idea and when they've had episodes like on next gen when they woke up those people and that they found or whatever and they were like so it's you know this many hundred years later like you're like wait i'm sorry what um no wait (laughs) Um, what i hope would happen and i think that's i think that's an interesting story and i've always wanted to to see more than just like a one off episode of it and i think it would be even more compelling if it was someone in starfleet because like to some extent they've got like training they've got i feel like they're better prepared than your average joe to try to deal with that situation do you know what i mean yeah in a way so i think that would be i would be interested to see that story i don't think they'll do it but i think it would be a, i i would want to watch that story <laughs> So the final bit that I want to discuss today before we go uh, very briefly was a cool thing that I read about. Um, uh, they are um, ending uh, IDW, uh, who uh, produces the Star Trek comic book uh, right now. Uh, the Star Trek comic book has followed the Kelvin timeline up to this point. And uh, it is uh, being, I guess, canceled or finished, whatever it is. The Star Trek comic book is coming to an end. Um I will say this, it's interesting, um, and I almost like may I would suggest going to get the first uh the the first like collection, you know how they'll like take ten issues and they'll put into a like a collection that you can read? Yeah. Um uh, I got that for uh my son and he read it and the first one is um is fucking where no man has gone before. Hmm. So it's got Gary Mitchell. It's the story of Gary Mitchell, but it's different with Chris Pine Kirk. Wow. And it's it's just slightly different um so uh so they've done that a little bit in these in, in these stories this final issue is essentially um there is like a, a sort of a time paradox things get switched around and different members of the crew end up on each other's ships so for what? instance zachary quinto spock wakes up next to nichelle nichols ohura and there's some uncomfortable things going on what um, and it's about the two parallel timelines running into one another and that's the it's the last um oh that sounds really cool <laughs> um and there's and and if you look it up if you look up um it's on trekmovie.com it's like like about halfway down their main page it says idw's initial five-year star trek comics run comes to a close um i there there are like a page of like the top half of the page and the bottom half of the page show like kirk waking up in the morning and the top one is william shatner and the bottom was chris pine like going through the same motions, but slightly different days. Huh. And then watching when things like cross into each other. Oh, wow. So it's kind of like the, the uh, so in a way, it's like the episode with, um, with Worf. Yeah, a little bit. Or like a Mirror Mirror episode, except this time it's the- Except it's not this universes. like, yeah, it's not this like totally different evil aspect. You know both universes and they're crossing into each other. That's How fucking, fucking cool. cool is that? That is really fucking yeah. cool. So um, I have not- 
follow the comic, but I might just want to pick up Star Trek number 60, um, which is, uh, which it's either, I'm trying to figure out if it's canceled or if it's just like, it's just a 50th anniversary, but I keep reading like different things and it seems like it's the last issue, but I'm not sure. Um, Cause it says the final issue of the series, uh, which is a strange new life form to bring new crews together in a unique way that only the medium of comic books can provide. Um, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, that, it's kind of thing you can't do with like TV or like, yeah. I mean, just cause the people are real people and so they're older and it's, you can't do it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that's just something to pick up, uh, that's out there that I thought you guys would find is interesting. Hell um, yeah. That sounds really fucking cool. I really, really want this now. <laughs> so I will say this, um, we've done like three shows in a row. Um, we're not that funny, but hopefully you've liked, <laughs> you've liked the conversation. Um, <laughs> Because like like our our whole thing that like people watch our movie they're like fuck when are they going to start talking they're funny about all comedy? the time like and the funny <laughs> or, thing is you is, know if it's a bad review they think they're funny all the time like right right before right before the movie came out we had like three of our most like disgustingly funny hilarious episodes so if you go back to like I know like, like our, our recent episodes have been a little more contemplative I think that well I think that the re- the release of the movie has sort of forced us to you know to talk about it a little bit. Um, I mean, you gotta, I feel like it's, yeah. it's necessary. Yeah. So, um, so if you want to see us talk about cum sprinklers, um, then watch the movie. <laughs> if on the other hand, you want to tell us we're terrible for doing that, then don't watch the movie and just enjoy the show. Um, uh, so, uh, you're going to be at Clifton Arts Center, uh, early September, um, yep. uh, facebook.com slash dropped is where you can, uh, follow and, uh, maybe help out the guys making the movie that I'm going to be in. And of course, uh, the real movie we want you to watch more than anything. If you have Amazon prime, uh, just go watch truck off for free. That's it. Just go free. Just turn yeah, it on. Stream even, it. Just turn it on. Even if you it. don't want to watch it. Just, just watch that shit. Just play it. Just put play it in the, the background. background put, yeah, you, I mean, look. You, I mean, you can mute it. It's okay if you have kids. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Put it on the background. And you can I mean, just see how we're laughing and having a good time, and it'll be it'll be nice to have. Like, this, yeah, it should, it's just do that. Um, and uh, <laughs> and if you don't have Amazon Prime, I can, I've been touting Amazon Prime. If, you, if you're like, well, I have Netflix. It's only like three ninety nine to rent. So, like, you know, please go check it out because I think you'll enjoy the film. Um, but yeah. that's it for uh, this week. My name is Justin, and my name is Alex. Check off. Check off the chest. Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us. And give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.